Hello, everyone. Welcome to Universal Energy Radio and the Lowest Effect. My name is Elisa. My name, ooh, my, hello. My name is Liz. Let me take a sip of that emergency. Stand by. Mm, okay. But it's, but it's not in the coffee. No, I'm good. Not in the coffee. Not in the coffee. I did not in the coffee. And I drank it. I didn't care. I drank it. I said, no, I am not going to let this go to waste. No. No. Yeah, so I'm doing, um, I sound a little froggy, but compared to what things could have been, I have nipped this bitch in the bud because (laughs) we refuse and we're great. And I am so relieved to say that my son tested negative for COVID. Ah, thank God. So now I don't feel like we're living in a bubble. Right. <sighs> Which is good. So the relief, I remember that's my whole thing. I am not pursuing happiness. I am pursuing relief. <laughs> and that's a, a beautiful thing. So that was, oh my God. So that was amazing. We, I actually knew yesterday that he was clear. Mm-hmm. And um, that just gave me such such a peace of mind. And like 24 hours ago when I was getting ready to go to work, I felt so on the precipice of like really coming down with something. And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. Satan, nope, nope, mm-hmm. nope, we are not going to do this. But a friend of mine months ago, and I'm so glad I held on to it, sent me um, like a care package, and there's um, this supplement. It comes in like these individual packets. You put it in hot water. I think it's called Umka, if I'm not mistaken, mm. U-M-K-A, and it's meant to uh, reduce the longevity and severity of a cold. Oh. I have to tell you what, I, I'll uh, text it to you, what a blessing. The first time um, I had it was, um, I think it must have been Sunday, uh, wait, let's say today's Thursday. Wait a minute, today's, what the hell is today? I'm like, I'm all screwed up. Thursday. <laughs> Thursday. Today's Thursday, okay. Today's Thursday, right, okay. So um, I must have I must have had it on uh, Monday night when I started feeling like, you know, like I'm the verge of coming down with something. And immediately, I felt it working. And I would have had I would have had it now, but the coffee the coffee had an override umka. But after the show, I'm gonna have the umka. But it really, 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 really helped a lot. Yes. So um, I'll I'll Google it and I'll send it to you. Okay. Um, very, 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 very. Uh, helpful and this is this is like a scratch compared to what this could have been and just the relief knowing that this is a COVID free household um, I'm not in the position to take time off from work nor do I want to and um, you know got to keep everything um, in forward motion so uh, we are seeking the relief so there we go so how are you, baby? Doing better. Um, I'm still, good. yeah, still wearing my gloves uh, on my hands because everything's still kind of tender. But well, you like to dress. Um, you like to dress nice. You like to be classy. It's like you yeah, like to be a lady. Uh, yeah, these are black gloves, but yeah. Uh, you going to the you going to the opera, right? <laughs> um, but we uh, what I found. It was Tuesday after. It was after the show. No, it was yesterday. Well, it was just. It was Tuesday. I found out one of my friends, um, her father had had a heart attack on sat on Sunday. Oh, no. oh my goodness! And so he was in ICU. And you know we're on this thread with uh, with two of my other friends, and that's you know like, that's all we can do. We're we're just looking right. at. Okay, we just you know send send good thoughts and and just do what we can and then um 
uh, one of our friends had said, please, you know, obviously we want to keep posted on what's going to happen. He was just being under observation for the moment. Um, and then yesterday morning, uh-huh. she says, well, he's, he's, he's not really, he's not really responding. You know, he's, he's, they didn't say he was in a coma, but he's not responding to, you know, he's right. just not really, you know, like not talking to anybody. He's not doing anything. Um, oh and God. he's doing like a multi, it's like multi-organ failure. So oh God. there's yeah. a lot happening. And, there's um, a lot happening. Oh my God. And apparently, so, so my friend Monge, um has mm-hmm. said, was anyone up for, for dinner asking me and my other friend, you know, or, or is anyone up for dinner up where our friend Judith, her father is, uh, and and I'm like, well, I can I can do it. Um, so so the two of us went up last night, like you know yesterday nice. afternoon. And and he, and he didn't tell her that they were, we were coming up. He just said, you know, maybe we can. He found out what hospital, you know, in the thread. Um, right. And so we got there, I guess around five thirty, and. Um, and you know we were like he's like oh, what's what's her father's name because we had to figure out what room he's in you know if he's taking visitors and all that stuff right. and her mother is walking out mm. and and she's looking at me and I I just open my arms up and she's like oh my gosh you're here you know and mean something it's it just means something and you didn't have yeah. to involve them and ask yeah. you, just show, you just gotta show up gotta be right there that's great. So it was it was it was really good timing because then her her um, her brother and sister in law come in, and so her mother says, "Well, I, you know, Jesus upstairs, uh, they can walk you up." And um, you know, I'm so glad to see you all, and thank you for coming, and all that. And 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 so we all stay up upstairs in a waiting room for a little bit. We never, you know, we got we, I you know we didn't go in to see him. And as my friend Monge put it, he's like, well, you know, it's really, it was really for Judith. It wasn't really, you know, he's, he's not responsive. So we can't, it wouldn't do anything about necessarily. That. So I'm like, no. yeah. Uh, so we, we went to dinner. Uh, the mother stayed behind. She's like, I'll eat later. Mm-hmm. And so we, you know, right. but it was just, it was a, I mean, it was not like, oh, we had the best time ever, but it was more of, no, it was just good to be there. Connection. Connection. Yeah. yeah. We need to be connected. Yep. Yeah. And um Yeah, so we'll hopefully find out well, any yeah, I mean, news, but we know we, we know what's going on when they when yeah. you when they start saying about the organ failure, you're just like, Okay. I'll just brace yeah. yourself. I know. Yeah. And apparently he yeah, was tough. They were trying to get him to go to the uh to the emergency room. You know, Friday, Friday and Saturday, mm. they've been trying to get him to go, and he didn't want to go. And well, then Sunday, his wife put yep. put her foot down. And was like, "You you are not getting any better here. Like you've got to go." Mm. Um, so, uh, so he's he's had a few different things happening in the past year with his health, and so part of it was taking some medication for for another thing, and that's why they couldn't quite do everything they wanted to do right after mm-hmm. so they had to wait for uh, like blood pressure to, to, to rise right um, mm-hmm. um, so I you know he was always someone like he, he kind of had a little bit of a crush on me he was he oh, was like okay, always okay. he was always wanting to invite because I, I came up for a Thanksgiving because it's been a while now, and um, now, so every year I have a standing invitation to come up for Thanksgiving if I'm around. Oh, okay, all right, which is okay. Super sweet, but that's um, so sweet. Yeah, I mean, even his wife is like, he just loved you so much, and I'm like, Ooh. I know. Yeah, you know, and he was he was always like, you need to come on up and visit us. I said, okay, you know. Oh, and, okay. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Judith used to joke. He's like, well, you know, she said, if yes, I think if if mom if if mom went first, you know, he'd be after Elisa. I'm like, he does know I'm gay, right? He's like, oh yeah. I mean, and they they do know that, but he just he just right. He just you make really, a great stepmother. 
<laughs> hilarious. He's got most so, of best friends. Right. Right. So, um, funny. so just want to send, you know, whatever good yes. energy we can oh. because always, you know, there's just, it's just kind of a waiting game for right now. And, and so various yeah, we, people, we know I'm, I'm glad yeah. we went up. I'm glad we went up yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as we found out the news, like that morning, you had, had already had already said, "Well, mm-hmm. how about you know today or tomorrow?" I'm like I can do today. That's it. That's it. And you know what? The sooner the better. And you know we don't have to state the obvious with these mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. You know, and to not and to not be um, a burden. You know, to the family. Like, when is it good for us to come? How do we get that? Like, I can't right. stand when people do that. <laughs> like, are you yeah. kidding me? Like, you're asking me. Figure it out. Figure it out and show up or don't. But please leave mm-hmm. us alone. Mm-hmm. You know, it's incredible how uh, even under the most dire of circumstances, how clueless um, and just unaware that some right. people can be. So that was beautiful that it was you, you, you showed up. And yeah. the there's oh. nothing to say. There's nothing to say. You mm-hmm. just show up what is there to say not a damn thing but maybe i love you oh yeah we definitely that's said it. a lot of that you know yeah that's it there's really nothing else to say that covers it all but of course it's, it's sad and i'm sorry to hear that and it's just you know in the wake of so many things is uh rocky our chair meaning marguerite is rocky listening she is yeah Okay. Hey, champ. In the chat. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, champ. Yeah. So, um, yes, you know, I'm thinking about her and her family, you know, continuously. And it just the way that, you know, she's posting on Instagram. I, I saved, uh, actually um, screenshotted a post um, because I like that the word faith is used in it obviously, mm-hmm. because that's my daughter's name. But it says, um, I really loved it, so I saved it. Faith is seeing light with your heart when all your eyes see is darkness. Mm-hmm. And this one, she is posting, happy Monday, happy Tuesday. I'm like, oh. Oh, and I was, yeah, I think last night I saw Josh's um, obituary. I'm oh. like, all right, Marguerite. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm watching you. There's nothing to say. There's nothing to say. I think I maybe commented with a heart emoji. There's just nothing to say. But there's yeah. so much to feel. You know what I mean? There's so much. There's so much to feel, as opposed to uh, saying the typical positive thoughts and prayers. Okay. Um, but anyway, it's tough. It does, yeah. and, and uh, this is just part of life, you know. Um, the uh, the sister in law lost her father, like last week. Oh, of course she did. And and I think that, I want to say oh. like the funeral was was like yesterday, so she was already oh, already God. at the hospital again. Oh, I mean, God. I was like, wow. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. One stop shopping. Yeah. That's. Yeah, that's tough. Mm. Yeah. None of it will make sense until we're not here. I know. That's it. Oh, my God. (sighs) Anyway, Uh, I know. Oh, and Raven wrote in the chat, she said, it's been 11 years since Courtney passed, and Josh passed away on an 11th day. Oh, there you go. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Oh. So again, that's sort of the mm. yeah, that's sort of the energy I've um, I've been in. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, we're we're all we're all you know. My friend Judith is a a few years younger than I am, Mm -hmm. Um, and Monge is about six months older than I am. Um, So Mm -hmm. you know, we all have kind of parents around the same age, and and it's it's yeah. Uh, well, actually, my parents are older, and I get to see my parents mm-hmm. this weekend. Um, Hello. So coming in. Hello. Yeah. Talk about perspective. Right. Right. And and I really haven't 
been around them mm-hmm. since uh, I guess sometime in November. All right, because you didn't see them during the holiday. Right, like they didn't. Um, right. They didn't come up. Right, and and uh, you know, feel like I've been sort of taking a break, and it's like everyone's asking me, "Oh, so how are your parents?" I said, "I guess they're okay." <laughs> you know, like I've only really right. talked to my dad. You know, um, uh, my mom. I think when last time we talked, to him was telling us that she wasn't. They weren't going to come up. You know, for the holidays. I was like, okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? It makes sense, though. You know, in the aftermath of your trip together, and then you talk about being, I mean, talk about dealing with COVID. Right. What you had to deal with, you know, right. and your dad, especially because he had it, and being in another country dealing with all of that. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. It makes sense that you needed to have a break or that it just worked out that it wasn't like a deliberate intentional break, but it's just how it rolled out. Mm-hmm. And you took advantage of like the, you know, that God created the boundary or the, or the, um, the breather. And when we get those opportunities um, for a, a, a healthy distance to be created, this is when we can really go inside and, uh, sort of check in with ourselves, see what needs to be repaired, see what we are discovering, see what the opportunity for healing can be, see what happens when you can step back a little bit. So now you're ready to uh, reconnect with them, and then look at the look at the um, in the aftermath of your friend dealing with a challenge, mm-hmm. you know. Um, obviously, her father is in the process of making his transition because when they start with the organ failure, you we, you already know you know you've been through this long enough, as right. many of us have. We're right. like, okay, we know we know what this we know what this is. We know the blueprints. We get it. So that's an that so that's a gift for you. You know, we got to find what the beauty in in the shadows. Yeah, and that's a beautiful gift for you you know, and to have that uh, uh, perspective. And the relief that for right now, for today, there's no crisis and your parents are good. Yeah. Thank God for today. Right. And then when we get to tomorrow, we'll see what tomorrow brings. That's really all we can freaking do. So... You're, so they're coming to Atlanta. What, um, you're seeing your parents when? Uh, they'll be here tomorrow afternoon. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful. And I'm sure something has shifted within you or it's become more conscious within you because of the separation and the distance and because of, you know, the, we just all know too well the fragility of life. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's uh, it's very arresting. So I'm sure that's going to be in your consciousness when you interact with them. Yeah, um, my my dad uh, my dad wanted to make sure that I was going to be around. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, yeah, you know, we we all have like you know family stuff we're going to do. And he said, okay, because I you know I think he he really wants me to be around to drive them. <laughs> around town. I said, yeah, that's not a problem. <laughs> okay, Miss Daisy. And listen, whatever I'll, you need to do. Yeah, I, I can do that. Of course. Yeah. You'd rather drive him around than visit him in the hospital, though, with pleasure. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's the perspective. That's like the, it's like the bucket of cold water, like, okay. And I, I mean, okay. I offered, I said, do you, are you good for driving from Charleston? Do you want me to, you know, drive oh, down? Oh, look at you. you know, meet that's you. the daughter. <laughs> meet you along the way, like that's an hour and a half away from uh, from Columbia, South Carolina. We have cousins that live there. I said, if you could, we can meet at their place. You can leave your car or you can, I can leave my car. We'll take your car. Your car's nicer. Um, right, right. Hello. But look at you. See, that's beautiful. But, uh, you know, let me know. Said, oh, no, I think we'll be okay. I'm like, all right. Well, just, just offering. Look at that. <laughs> as, a mom, as a mom, I love hearing that. 
My kids are like, what? Drive you what? What? What's your name? What? Did you make something? What? Did you cook? This past, um, in fact, Tuesday. Um, oh, that's right. Tuesday, this past Tuesday was my, my, my mom, not only my dad's birthday, but my, one of my cousin's birthdays. It was our 60th. And so she had texted and, you know, wanted to get people together for dinner that night. And uh, I said, yeah, I can, I can make that. I was like, I, I got time. And, and she said, well, um, at first she wanted to see if I could pick up my aunt Thelma. She asked, well, could you pick up our son um, who is a college student, but, you know, has a place downtown, but he does not drive. Um, mm-hmm. And, and she said, I, you know, we just, there's not enough coordinating on, uh, you know, for like her, her husband couldn't come down. He was getting off work late her other two sons or either working or, you know, also couldn't get off work in time to get down there. So um, I'm like, yeah, but it, it really is like in the middle of everything. And he didn't get off of school until like six, his last class. He was, he'd be back by six. I'm like, okay, I'll try to, you know, I'll try to mm. get down there and backed up to dinner by seven thirty, which did not work out. They're like filming. Of course not. They're filming a movie around around his of course his area. Of course they so are. Of course they he's are. like, oh, I, I guess I should have I should have mentioned that to you. I said, yeah, well, I mean, I don't oh, think it would have yeah, made any okay. difference because no, no. I, I would have still been stuck in traffic if I'd gone. I went to traffic. I went to traffic. Yeah, shooting or not, it's, it's not so. Right. Yeah. But she later she said I didn't have to take him back after dinner. She's like, no, 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 no. We we're gonna take him back. You know, we we have a we have a bunch of food for him to stock up. Of course. Okay. So, but she said you cut That's my good. ass by you know <laughs> by being able to pick him up. See, <laughs> see, isn't that nice? So these yeah. are the things I want you to remember. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the con- the energetic contributions. We are so quick to that we are so quick to appropriate things to other people where maybe it's like what we did but you know and talk about a pun so default setting and I I, again this is all about self-knowledge and 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 uh, understanding and growth and forward motion and it's incredible how we could be so um, I don't want to say the word retarded because it's not, that word is so stigmatized, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't mean it in, in terms of neurodiversity. Uh, I mean it in terms of retardation, meaning like just there, it's just a slow, a slow, slow to be aware. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a delay in understanding, the pun of the default setting where, and I noticed this, um, connected to something I was dealing with work where if uh, something is called out uh, or if someone is not happy with how or has a complaint with how things were uh, executed I'm going to be the person to take responsibility and apologize for it and the pun is it was. It was. I was. I. I was apologizing for somebody else's. Somebody else's mistake, but I just presumed that I screwed up. Mm. I've done that so many times, and mm-hmm. I'm like, you better stop. Like, right. Like the wiring. The wiring. You know. And um, in the wake of my son still having COVID, my other son in high school, just his timing was just really bad, um, stressing me out with, with some things going on with, with him and school and all of that. Me fighting the cold, this is as sick as anyone. You've known me how long? This is as sick as you've ever seen me, ever. As I, right. I just, that's it. You know me. Okay, so so just making sure that I'm going to keep that bitch under wraps, okay? Um, uh, just feeling like things are just coming at me in so, in so, so many directions, feeling run down, uh, trying to navigate the energy of a new relationship, which I'll get into that in a minute. Mm. I don't know about that, but I'll get into it in a minute. And there was a 
an email sent late at night, and um, at my uh, position at NYU, sometimes they give me extra extra work while I do it. Well, where I will do in-house casting because the um, division of their film and TV department that I work at, they are a fully functioning small film studio. So they're always shooting. They're always whatever. Yeah, so it's cool. So, you know, sometimes I'll see students and they're in zombie makeup or sometimes I'll hear somebody <laughs> screaming, oh, they're shooting in a horror movie or whatever. So it's great. It's like this mini little, you know, functioning studio. And sometimes um, they'll need me to cast as opposed to their instructors or their directors to cast. And then it's workload on top of workload, and it gets a little it gets a little crazy. But of course, I'm up for the task. So late at night, I'm feeling run down. My son at that point still has COVID. My other son is I'm losing my mind. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to navigate, you know, the dynamics between me and this this new person that I'm sort of seeing, whatever. And um, trying to be on top of everything, I am exhausted. And mm-hmm. it's like 1130 at night, and I see an email from one of the directors who, um, but in my dysmorphia, okay, because I think sometimes we have psychological dysmorphia, studying, well, of course, it's my fault, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I look at the email, all I see who it's from and all I see is my address. And she had a complaint about something. And without even processing everything, I just wanted to cross my T's and dot my eyes and go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Because at that point, I was just almost a wreck. Like, I just needed to just not think about anything. I apologize profusely. I handle it. And then, like, 10 minutes later, as I'm in bed... I'm like, I, apo- I realized, wait a minute, I apologized for something I didn't do. Mm. <laughs> and then I looked back at the email, and then I saw the other addresses in addition oh, to no. mine. Because people okay. would see that. Now, thank God I didn't do a reply all. Right. Um, my boss was really the one at fault. Look at this, how I blindly take the hit. My boss was really the one at fault. And my boss handled it, and thank God this director never responded to my apology, and at least it showed that I take ownership. You know, mm-hmm. I wasn't defending, I wasn't explaining, I just took ownership and uh, contextualized it. But it really gave me pause that my default setting is to presume that, of course, if I'm part of this situation, of course it's my fault. Oh, my gosh. Well, isn't that great? Yeah, and I'm like, okay, okay, thank you for the, thank you, and at least this wasn't, this was an internal thing. This is within my, the context of my day job, um, and it doesn't even matter. Ownership on something, even though it wasn't my faux pas, at least shows more honor than me trying to, you know, deflect and defend. So mm-hmm. who cares if she thinks I'm neurotic or whatever? I don't care. I have no relationship with this woman. I could care less. I don't care. <laughs> I appreciate, I don't give a shit. I appreciate that she didn't respond. You know, like, let's just leave it. Let's just keep it moving. And then I was able to sort of take a step back and really see, like, oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Your default setting is no longer to take fault and to really not impulsively respond without really understanding the full picture. Mm-hmm. But I'm not beating myself up. I didn't want to think about it, so I handled it. I don't want to think about it. I want to go to bed. So I addressed it while being frazzled and exhausted. Um but I realized this is like a psychological dysmorphia. And I also said to my students, dysmorphia, what a great name for a drag queen. <laughs> Why <haven't happened> yet? <laughs> right? <laughs> Why not? Because um, I shared that story with them. And I said, look, I, yeah, I, I, I really share, like, my mistakes. I share, yeah, I share them. I share this with the children. I share it with them. 
because I don't want them to think like just because you're an adult and you're in the industry and you have a reputation that you don't mess up or you don't, you know, you're not always in a state of learning. You know, I really try to uh, humanize the industry so mm. at my expense. So they know all my crazy stories. But, you know, <laughs> it's, always a, it's, always a, yeah, it's always a teaching moment. It's not gossip. Um, but it's always, it's always in the context of, you know, the lifestyle of, of having a sustainable presence within uh, the chaos of the industry. But it really, it really gave me pause. So that's, that's a good thing. Because, I mean, that, that is interesting. That it's a great thing. Mm-hmm. I think, a, I think a lot of women in particular get into that, mm-hmm. into that cycle of, Mm-hmm. Apologizing first, assuming just taking on that responsibility of mm-hmm. probably I had something to do with it. Um, oh yeah, of course it's my fault. And and sometimes it's uh, it's interesting, and when you catch a, a slight difference, like you apologized for the for the situation, you know, like oh sorry this happened. So it's not like assuming anything. It's like, well, sorry that happened, or you know, where where then you can maybe flesh out where the lines got crossed, and then figure out right. You know, so exactly. not not yeah, necessarily who's to yeah. blame, but but right. you know, how how right. how I guess how it could have come about where based yeah. on what you knew exactly. you did this, and based exactly. on what we knew we did this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yes, exactly. Yeah, I I said, oh, I'm so sorry, and I understand. I. I understand your concern. And then I told her how uh, my boss and I had dealt with the, the situation, mm-hmm. but not understanding at the time when I apologized that when I really unpacked it later when I was trying to go to sleep, I'm like, I took the hit from my boss. Okay, that was stupid. <laughs> but not really. But that's okay. But that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Mm-hmm. And then my and then God didn't even matter. And then my, my boss handled it with her without even an apology apology. She's like, Oh no, it's this and that, it's fine. I'm like, Great. Huh. There so you go. I just yeah, I just I just stepped away. I just stepped away from the minefield and then I really understood why this happened so that I can be more in alignment with myself. Mhm. You know? So there you go. But it's really good to sort of, you know, step back a little bit. You know, you talk, you're talking about stepping back or that it wasn't even stepping back, but having the forced separation with mm-hmm. your parents, you know, uh, Marguerite just lost her son. Your friend's father is, is you know, probably making, most likely making this transition. And mm-hmm. now you're seeing your parents. That's going to filter through you as a gift. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes yeah. we can really take advantage of these, the gifts of these boundaries that the boundaries, it wasn't that you had to impose the boundary or set, not even impose, set the boundary, establish the boundary. The boundary source creates the boundaries for us. Mm-hmm. Right? So, you know, with the guy that I'm talking to, I'm, I'm, what's so great, first of all, good for me that we have surpassed the, uh, we're, uh, we're, I think, seven weeks in or whatever. And what's mm. so great, with the, one, with the one before him, we were done by six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> that shit exploded. <laughs> that imploded. We were done <laughs> six weeks. It was this explosive whatever, whatever. And then I didn't think I was going to meet this one of that one. But... Oh yeah, I have been in the convent. I have been in the convent. This is great. <laughs> I've changed my ways. <clears throat> and then the, a beautiful boundary showed up, where he um, had to go to LA to work on a film, and then he is originally from Chicago, so I believe he's in Chicago now. Um, I guess there's a there's a property in the family. I think both his parents are gone. He's an only child, so I think maybe it's a rental property. I don't know because it's whatever, but I think he's there now. And I love the forced boundary because it's almost it's about almost two weeks, not quite two weeks that, that he's been away. And I really got to get that breath that I did have from the aftermath of the breakup with the other one. Hmm. 
You know what I mean? So it wasn't, it wasn't even, no, it was a little over, a little over two weeks when that situation was ending. It really was a week after it officially ended, but two weeks since I had seen the other one. Mm-hmm. And then I meet this one who's more intense than the other one, which is insane. Like these, these men, they come in hot. <laughs> And then they come in, they're insane. They come in so hot. And I don't mean like sexy hot, but like hot, like, like bulldozing. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, if you want to screw this up, keep going. Because that's what's going to (laughs) happen. That's what's going to happen. I told him. And he he listened to me. I thought, it's going to happen. So it's been the opposite. It's been the opposite where maybe we, maybe we got together like four times. Or something, in in seven weeks, which is nothing, which is great. Right. A lot of communication, but I got to really step back and calm my central nervous system because in the aftermath of the one before that, who was the sociopath, then I meet this one like six weeks. Then I meet the one before him six weeks, and then this one now. So it's like, da, da, da. I didn't plan it. Minded my own business. Didn't plan it. <laughs> so to have that boundary, what a gift. And I really am working on calming my central nervous system. And I should be a brand ambassador for this app because all my students are on it. So there's an app called Solu. I'm going to send it to you. S-O-L-U. And it uses these tones, and it regulates your central nervous system. It's tones in real time. Um, it's so cool. I'm doing the free trial, and then it's $2 a month. I already feel a difference. Hmm. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's really cool. And the founder of the app sends these emails to sort of check in on you. Um it's really, it's really cool, but I am noticing a difference. It's helping me with my sleep. And apparently, uh, you can do, you can do, um, I'm going to find it and send it to you. You can do like a three-minute uh, session, and apparently, it's the equivalent of 30 minutes of meditation. Cool. Which I, I'm going to text it to you right now, which <laughs> I love. And then you could do a one minute uh, refresher. It's called Tone Stream Meditation. It says Tones for Peace, Unity, and Sleep. It's really good. It's really good. So I've been doing it. I think it will be a week tomorrow. I think I found it. Um, I feel way more calm. And one thing, the guy that I'm talking to now, um, and, and of course, I was like a feral animal. <laughs> <laughs> feral, feral, like when we got together. And he doesn't know what I've been through and how fast every. He has no idea, you know. And of course, he's going to say, well, maybe you need to, you know, uh, talk to a therapist. Of course, he's going to say that. He doesn't. Of course. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm going to scare this one away. I'm going to scare them all away. Like, get it together. Yeah. this ha- I really feel a shift. So, uh, yeah, tomorrow makes a week. I can't imagine not paying $2 a month. And um, I really like it. So all about the central nervous system. And then I found on Instagram these exercises, which I haven't done yet, uh, for the vagus, V-A-G-U-S, mm-hmm. not Las mm-hmm. Vegas, but the V-A-G-U-S nerve as well. So I like how these things, these experiences, these discoveries about ourselves lead us to self-healing. And I really shift it where it comes to this guy, because at this point, I don't even care really that much about the future. I don't really care about happiness. I keep saying this. I care about relief. 
Mm-hmm. And I really made it simple. And maybe in the wake of everything, you know, Marguerite losing Josh and, and all the fragility and all the things people have been through, all the traumas, everything, I said to myself, the most profound things are so simple. And at this stage, when you really break it down, I'd rather have this person in my life than not mm-hmm. for today. That could change tomorrow. <laughs> right. Today, I'd rather, it, could change, it could change in a half hour because people are crazy. <laughs> And he's a lunatic. People are crazy. Um, no, he's out of his mind. Um, but for today, I'd rather because of what I am learning about myself. And he is the most sex-positive person I've ever met. Now, how ironic. How could she say that? And she's in the comments. <laughs> because we have, we have not crossed that threshold yet. It's, gonna, it's around the corner. <laughs> probably going to be the next date. It's probably going to be the next date. But that's good, though, because I've been in the convent for a minute. That's good. But in terms of how he expresses his sexuality and his desire, and I'm not afraid of that. I'm learning. And my development has been so stunted from being married for 200 years. And, you know, now I'm learning, you know, in mature life. I'm learning. So thank you, boys for the education. Um, now I'm learning, but it's very stunted. So I'm not afraid. And then I do my research. And I found an article, um, I think it was in um, Psychology Today, about the value of sexual desire. Mm. And it means that you value and you're invested in the person. If it's, you know, in the context of two intelligent people that are focused on each other. So I'm putting it in that context. But if it's mutual and it's respectful and it's not deviant and it's not shallow, then that's the context. That it really shows investment in value. And I'm like, well, I guess we're both invested. We value each other. But I'm, I'm learning. And it's the first time that I have not felt that I needed to default to, hello, our word, imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. where I got to be this perfect person so you don't leave me. And if anything, because he show, he is showing me so much ardor, right? That's the word? Yeah. Ardent attention. Ardent attention. I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm very responsive, but I don't have to, uh, I'm not compelled to, put myself out there to get his attention or to come across like a different version of who I really, and he, he has really seen the flawed traumatized me. She saw it on the first date. <laughs> Oops. So that was a wild animal. They found me, they found me in that trap in the woods. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, you better calm your you better calm yourself down. And it's for me, not for him, but this is why we need people in our life and we need to be connected because that's how we learn to discover about ourselves. And I don't even have aspirations to be a girlfriend. I just have aspirations to, to be something respectful and meaningful and, and where I can just continue to grow and discover. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like that's the shift, thank God. That's the shift I used to feel because of it is because of an anxious attachment style. I feel like I'm healing that. So I'm very thankful for this person to be the um, teaching module for this for this experience. Because of course, um, of course, I have an anxious attachment style. I mean, if I go back to my history, of course, it makes perfect sense. But I feel that's healing, and that's beautiful. So it's almost like an experiment, um, you know, to deal with, with somebody um, in this way to see how I um, shift and evolve for the alignment and relationship within myself, my best self, and if he's Part of that picture in terms of dis- the discovery, great. Past the discovery, I-, I can't tell you. It could explode. Everything else has exploded. <laughs> so um, 
Yeah. Yeah. And I have like, because um, we talked about this, I have like a virtual vision board where you can take, you know, photos from your camera roll on your phone and add it to your vision board. Yeah. And with, and with the two before him, I would have their picture. He has not made my vision board. Ah. <laughs> Isn't that good? He hasn't made it yet. He hasn't made because it's about me. He hasn't made it yet. Nice. He might make it, but he hasn't made it yet, which is good, you know, um, because it's an addiction. But if I'm with, if I'm with somebody, then, um, then the trauma is healed. All my trauma huh. was coming out. That's why I was a wild, feral animal. And um, the communication has been so real and uncomfortable. But it had to have been. Mm. And the communication is shifting because we're not seeing each other and that I have regulated and then it's being reflected in how we're communicating with each other. And then it's just stripped down to, I'm not afraid of the future. Um, I just would rather have it in my life right now than not, as I said before. We'll see what happens in a little so Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, but that's how we learned, right? The default setting. It's not my fault. <laughs> but isn't that crazy? That habit. You know, there was like a, a cartoon or an old movie or something where there's a line of kids um, from older to younger. So we see them in the line from the tallest one descending to the, to the youngest one, the shortest one. And the oldest one will slap the face of the one next to him and on and on and on. And then the little one slaps his own face. I'm the little one. Oh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes. We got to break, we got to break that. We got to, we got to break that pattern. We got to wow. break it. Yeah. That's where we need people in our life. We need to be connected to people. Yeah, that's, that's anyway. how I felt yesterday. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, even even that birthday dinner, because that was my family. But I got to sit next to right. um, someone who's kind of, she's in, she's new in the family. She's uh, one of my cousin's girlfriends. Um, and he, uh-huh. he was, this was the cousin who couldn't make it because he was working. But it's his girlfriend. And uh-huh. I guess it hasn't been a whole year yet, but I've, like, I met her once before at another one of our huge house parties, but didn't really get a chance to chat with her because she was, you know, she was with him. So this time it was just her. She made it to the birthday dinner because um, uh, that, that's his, her, her boyfriend is the mother, is my cousin uh, who's having the birthday. So she, mm-hmm. that, that family, like, if, if you're dating anyone in that family, then you're, you're going with them on trips. You're, you know, you're, you're included. That's cute. Um, I love that. So, so, you know, so she's really tight with, uh, with every, with the immediate family there, but I had a chance to chat with her and she's, she's um, not originally from South Carolina, but she grew up um, there in, in, in Columbia. So I, I'm like okay, so we have we have something to chat about, and uh, she's she's a lot of fun. She's, mm-hmm. she I think she's a good fit for uh, for the family and for my cousin. Oh good. So, but she, but she, well, she's a lawyer, so she can she can hold her own. She can hold her own. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. She can have a conversation. Um, she can have a debate. She can have a conversation. It's that my cousin saw yeah. saw me sit down next to her because I was like, okay, this is a uh, available seat. Um, and just oh yeah, you two will get along well because you two you both like to talk. I'm like what? <laughs> Bitch, what? What did you say? What did you say about me? What is that supposed to mean? What? She said, "Well, she's mm-hmm. a, you know your 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 philosophy and your law and 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 that. so I'm like, oh okay, okay. <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, you can say I, you're I a good conversationalist as opposed to you like to talk. You like to talk. You both like to talk a you lot. Like to, you like to talk. You like to talk. <laughs> right. So, so that you're, no, so you're that a wonderful was, uh, conversationalist. Right. Oh, thank you. So that yeah, right. You yeah, are. Yeah. Like yeah, so that was nice. Yeah. Well, we ha- we had a good time, and mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. Uh, so that was uh, one one um, experience, especially given the last you know two weeks or whatever, where I've just been basically in my room and um, right. It was just trying to take all that in, and was, that was nice. And then even last night, going out to dinner, um, 
with my friends and, the, world and again. the family. Yeah, and I'm like, I, I do need this. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, it can be, it can be yes. so overwhelming at times. Yeah. Um, and so I, I just have to be very aware of when I decide to be out and about. Yes, um, exactly. Usually you can it means be that, selective. Right, right. Exactly. Um, yes, it's good for your well-being. Because I, I was, you know, I was talking to uh, my cousin's girlfriend, and, and you know, they're in their, they're just turning thirty, and oh, cute. And so, you know, they they have all this, you know, all these things that you have to do to be social, be out and about, and you know, latest clubs, whatever. And right. exhausted, like yeah, I, exhausting. No. And and my and my cousin in particular, he's he's like super active, you know, plays rugby. You know, he's he's uh, he's one of those. Uh, one of my one of my cousins says that you know, or you know, my meathead cousins because like <laughs> these are like the the dudes that like to work out a lot and and they that's sort of their their thing. Like they they stay very fit and mm-hmm. they. If there's a CrossFit, they'll go to CrossFit. They'll, you know, they'll just do stuff. And, mm-hmm. and so his girlfriend is like, you know, it's nice. It's, it, he he apparently had gotten into he had some something like a, a broken leg or something, so he had to kind of take it easy and not mm-hmm. be as active. And he was on type of some type of pain medication. So she said, said there was like a 24 hour period when he got home and he, you know, he just, he was so loopy that we just stayed on the couch right. and snuggled and that was so nice. And then the next day he was like, so you want to go for a walk? And she's like, Oh, <laughs> you know, like, like, oh it was fun while it lasted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was quick. And then I was like, yeah. So, you know, knowing that, the younger the youngins like to be so so so, the so busy. Oh, the children. God. Yeah, no, no, too much, um, too much. Yeah. Mm. But I'm all but about. It, yes, go ahead. It is nice. It is nice to to. It is nice mm-hmm. to be a little more on the social side and mm-hmm. and see different people. You know, I love my friends. Yeah. You know, these were even last night. Those were those were definitely you know my friends, but people I don't see. You. On a regular basis, they're they're at least you know forty five minutes away from me, you know, an hour right. away. So, um, yep. You know, we have to make a big effort to see each other and to be in that area. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's beautiful. And you can really cherish it. Yeah, and I tell my students too. It's like, is this going to conserve your energy, deplete your energy, or keep your energy the same? Right. You know. And oh yes, to to be so to be selective about you know who you're socializing with, you enjoy it so much more. But we need that balance of like our solitude, our time to reflect, and then our time to connect. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think we just need a, a a balance of all of those all of those things, um, so that we can really embrace and appreciate. That. And we need that. We need to be connected to people, but we need the solace of and restoring mm-hmm. you know a rest so this is great you know you got out of this you know cocoon because you you weren't feeling well and now right. you're emerging a little bit which is good uh, yeah. yeah it's another boundary you know another another forced boundary so you know to really see what to really see the value of the takeaways that's what's even conflict is, is there's a takeaway. Or oh, yeah. Perceived t- conflict. You know, even with what was going on with that email I talked about, like, why am I thinking that it's always my fault? Hello. You know, right. or why am I thinking that I have to be, like, you know, uh, mis- mistraumatized uh, and I'm going to reflect that to this new person? No. Why am I going to try to be all things to all people? No, I need to step back. And what was so great is after Tuesday's show, and it, the weather was not great in New York, and I was really on the verge of feeling so run down, and I never get to do this. I stayed in my pajamas the whole day. I had to work. I had a lot of work to do, but I was able to do it from the comfort nice. of my mom cave. Huge. It would have been ridiculous for me to have gone outside. There was no good reason. So that's the whole thing, but to really honor what you need when you need it. 
because it could make all the difference in the world of how you are reshaping your perception and your alignment and your relationship with yourself, you know? So I think, because um, we have like about three, four minutes left, why don't you pull a message to uh, wrap this up? Okay. Okay, let me just pull it up. Let me find it. It's loading. There we go. Okay, I'm ready. Pick. Okay. Oh, it's a double-digit number, which is rare. It's 9-2. Okay. The courage... Oh, my God, this ties in with what we're talking about. The courage to no longer project fears onto a future story grounds your present, raises your vibration while shifting into loving clarity. That's amazing. That's what we're talking about. The courage to no longer project fears onto a future story grounds your present, raises your vibration while shifting into loving clarity. It's exactly, I'm talking about the trauma of past relationships, and I'm talking about thinking that everything's my fault. Here we go. I'm going to send this to you because I know you want it. I, you know I do. I know, I know you want it. I'm going to send it to you right now. 92. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Well, equals an 11, which is a master number. Um, right. With this, these double ones, um, and and so what we have though is this nine, the the bigger uh-huh. picture of the nine, looking at uh, all the things you ever learned and the wisdom that comes from that, and and being able to apply that to yourself. Um, I mean, nine can be a a powerful force, and if you if you put it in the negative, then you you get to attract all that, and you get to feel all that, and you kind of marinate in that um, until you're able to let it go. But on the positive right. side, a nine is a very accepting vibration. It, it, it's like, you know, it, it's all, it really is like, the vibe is that it's, it's all good. Even if he doesn't feel good right now, it, it serves a higher purpose. So when we add that with this two, which is the understanding of relationships, both outer relationships and inner relationship with yourself, um, then you have this enormous capacity for compassion in any situation, mm-hmm. both for yourself and for other people. And, and realizing it's not necessarily a separate thing, it's just understanding, you know, the, the perspective mm-hmm. of, of each other and from within. So then we get to this higher vibration of that 11, that master number, which talks about the greater purpose for, for all of us, but also being able to take out more of a leadership role of knowing when you when it's time to step up, you know, mm-hmm. from from this being just you know supportive kind of passive to uh, elevating everybody because you know that it's a partnership, it's a true partnership, and right. at times when, when you do need to step up and and be who you are, we should always be who you are, but to maybe show up on a bigger stage, um, right? And be be okay with that versus just being in the background, and, and you know lying low and, and kind of you know, low-key helping things out. There are times for that, and that's always nice, but then there are times for these periods of greatness where you you are in that alignment and you feel that flow and you know that not that you're taking the limelight away from anyone else necessarily, but you're up there right. too, and you're more active than mm. passive. Wow. So that's where that, that courage, you know, the courage, that, that mm. word courage comes up. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. This is, you know, just for it to be an 11, it, it already it, it implies a raising of the vibration. Um, mm, that's what we do. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love I love how you um, broke down the numbers um, for that. But yeah, that, that's exactly what we were talking about today. Amazing. <laughs> Perfect way to add. have a wonderful time with uh, your your family. Give them my best, please. Thank you. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if uh, any of you need to get a hold of us, you can send an email to LOABlend at gmail.com. 
Please take care of yourselves and each other. And as always, let the light do the work and two brighter days ahead. Love you. Love you. Bye-bye. Love you. Yay. Tell me that you like